1: after a little bit of time off, we got Bulls basketball back in the building today as the Bulls face the Denver Nuggets. We're going to preview that game. We're also going to talk about further stats that show how Zach Levine has turned around his season and ask, is AK prepared to make the tough decisions this offseason? We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. I'm the host here, Hayes. Right off the top, you can follow me at CEO Hayes if you choose to do so on every social media platform. Let's get into it. So, the Chicago Bulls face the Denver Nuggets today. They have the pending three time MVP, Nikolai Jokic, on it, who is the motor of that offense. And how the Chicago Bulls handle the balance attack of the Denver Nuggets is going to be Important to whatever type of success they find or do not find in this game. Now, Michael Porter Jr. is questionable. We even you know, with that, the Denver Nuggets have seven players averaging double-digit figures on this team. And why that is so dangerous for a player like Nikola Jokic is because of the way that he's able to get everyone going on that offensive side of the ball, right? How he's able to distribute. He's averaging a triple-double this season on his way to his third MVP, <coughs> albeit with no NBA titles yet. Shout out to uh, NBA Central as well as when me and Bobby talked about why Nikola Jokic needs to win an NBA title this season and set, uh, if it comes with the MVP. But with that being said, the, the balance attack of the Denver Nuggets is what makes them such a dangerous team. Their depth does as well. Do they have the amount of depth that, it's just everyone's killing it offensively. No, but they do have seven players, as I said before, averaging double-digit figures, and three of those players are flirting with averaging 20 points a game. So you, you you cannot take them lightly at all. And then how the Bulls match up with the Denver Nuggets starters is going to be it in this game. We've talked about all, all this season, right? Not just since the All-Star break, but all this season, the importance is the Chicago Bulls' defense, keeping up that defensive intensity. And we know... Statistically, via defensive rating, the Bulls have one of the better defensive teams in the NBA, but we also know by watching this team that even that defensive rating can be a little bit misguided just uh, with with the way that the Chicago Bulls allow teams to get hot, go on runs, and they do not respond to the runs with offense of their own. And so in this game, looking at everyone, uh, of course, Michael Porter Jr., whoever draws that matchup is going to be highly important. He's not going to give much on the defensive side of the ball, but we definitely need to stop him from going off. Jamal Murray. This is going to be a game in which Patrick Beverly earns his money early and often. So we're going to have to see how that Aaron Gordon, more balanced attack, Uh, who they put Patrick Williams on is going to be important. And this is another game in which, you know, seeing how Billy Donovan handles the rotation, you know, if he starts Alice Caruso yet again, which is his new shiny uh, toy in the lineup, of having Alice Caruso out there point guard, we could very well see another matchup in which Alice Caruso just does not have the size to match up with an Aaron Gordon or uh, Michael Porter Jr. I just don't see that faring well for Alice Caruso in either area if you try to start Alice Caruso. I think Aaron Gordon will completely abuse Alice Caruso with the size that he has and his ability to just be stronger than Alice Caruso. And then you look at Michael Porter Jr., one of the more dangerous three-level scorers when he gets going. Now, he doesn't always give that because he can't always stay healthy. He is on the injury report today, but if he's able to do that, I just don't see this being one of those matchups in which you can get away with starting Alex Caruso. And that is probably exactly why Billy Donovan is going to start Alex Caruso because it just doesn't make any sense. And as we said, sometimes Billy Donovan's lineups defy all logic. And so that's going to be one of the things to watch as well with this Bulls team. How does Billy Donovan help or hurt his starters with the lineup, with the rotations? And even if Alex Caruso does start this game, it's going to be Caruso. Or is it going to be Patrick Williams in crunch time when we see that the size is working in the Denver Nuggets' faith? That's going to be one of the the most important things to watch in this game is how Billy Donovan manages those rotations outside of the defense um, with the the team overall because those rotations, as we've seen, can be key in a Bulls win or a Bulls loss. And another thing that the Bulls have to look out for as well is the three-point shooting, right? Their own three-point shooting. I've said it before. The Bulls have gotten defeated by simple math in a lot of these matchups since the All-Star break. Three is more than two. And when you take less shots than the other team and that team is hitting the three-point shot at a better rate and, and, and clip than you are, it makes it hard and difficult for you to dig yourself out of these holes, especially when you have the scoring droughts, especially when you have the defensive liabilities at time out there on the court. So this is going to be important for the Bulls. Again, you know, I've said this, and you know after the, the Bulls lost in the last game, I already said it. My mindset is now switched from what the Bulls can do to still get into playing, maybe make that playing push, to really just evaluating the talent on this team. Do I think that the Chicago Bulls are going to make a plan? No, I'm just being 100% honest, right? I have to be honest in my evaluation, even though I'm a huge Chicago Bulls fan, and I would love to see the Bulls go on a tear, in which they win 10 out of these next 17 games and make the playing tournament. But with the way that this team is playing, with the way that it seems like the league has figured out how to how to defend the Chicago Bulls, in fourth quarters of these games the Bulls have just failed in crunch times of games some their defense has gotten them in a lot of 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 clutch situations right or clutch situations and they just have not responded in a meaningful way in, in, in where it's gotten successful for the Chicago Bulls that's just been what this season is I would love to see this team turn it around but I do think that we're just we've just run out of out of roadway we just we just have run out of runway i guess is the proper uh term there but we've just run out of runway really for the chicago bulls team that's not to say that if they get if they gun it and they all of a sudden go into another gear that we haven't necessarily seen this season that it's not possible for the chicago bulls to still get into that in. but i'm looking at it like this even if the bulls do get into that playing tournament and get, get some postseason games the outlook of them doing anything meaningful even in the playing tournament much less the playoffs. It just, it, it, it's slim chances, right, when it comes to the Chicago Bulls team. But tonight, to focus on tonight, we need to see that defensive uh, effort from this team. We also need to see the team shoot the ball efficiently. Said it before, when you're not a volume three-point shooting team and you're facing volume three-point shooting teams, if you're not going to match them with three-pointers, you need to, to be able to counteract their three-point shooting with high-level efficient offense. Now, the Bulls did shoot, what, 60% in the last game and still lost. So that just shows you, even with high, highly efficient offense, you can still lose if you're not playing a modern day NBA offense. So you know we got to see those things evolve for the Chicago Bulls. But if they can be efficient tonight, limit the turnovers, limit the second chance opportunities, which has really hurt the Bulls in the last few games here, rebound the ball better. Those are all things that are going to be tall tests and tall things to ask for. And looking how, how, looking at how this team has performed so far this season. Listen, we had some hope after the All Star break. That initial spurt of having uh, Patrick Beverly gave us some hope on how the Chicago Bulls season could and maybe would end. But we're right back to reality now. You get snapped back to reality at some point. And the Chicago Bulls and the and the the schedule that they have remaining on the season, it, it, it makes it a tall order for the Bulls to get back into that playing area. Now, what I will say is this. If the Chicago Bulls do have a great run in the stretch and get into the playing tournament, they were probably be riding one of the hottest stretches in the NBA. And could they use that momentum in the playing tournament? It's a possibility. Weirder things have happened. But one of the things that with this team, I've said it before, this team has defied logic all season in the way that they played and their wins and their losses and everything that the Chicago bulls have done. It has defied every bit of the, of the conventional logic you look at when it comes to these teams in the NBA. It's just what it's been this season for the Chicago bulls. So, You know, just looking at everything, I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer. As you guys know, I'm one of the more optimistic Bulls fans usually, but I try to be realistic and level-headed as well. And it just does not look like at any point in time this Chicago Bulls team is going to be able to get it together enough to really do anything meaningful. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. How Bulls would have to win out the rest of their, their regular season games to match their record from last season. We know that's not happening. We got to do some changes. We got to look at some things, and we'll continue to evaluate and we'll see what this team looks like. And Billy Donovan needs to be evaluated as well. Not to say that anything's necessarily going to change there, because again, we know the reasons why it probably won't. But man, it's just, this team has been tough, man. And we'll see how the Chicago Bulls fare today. They get another uh, nice bit of rest. They don't play uh, until Saturday after today. So we'll see what that, what that means for this Bulls team. But you guys can be tuned in. Let me know what you guys think down below and your expectations for the Bulls versus the Denver Nuggets tonight. Now, on yesterday's episode, it was mainly in large part built around the improvements Zach Levine has made since the All-Star break. Now, I want to take that a little bit further. Since December 1st, actually, Zach Levine has been shooting 67.6% in the restricted area on 5.4 attempts per game, which would rank third amongst all guards, averaging five or more attempts in the paint. And so what is the the people ahead of him? Jalen Williams and Jalen Brown. That's it. Other than that, it's Zach Levine. December, since the, uh, well, from the start of the season to December first, Zach Levine was shooting 33% from mid-range and 34% from three-point range. Since December first, he's averaging 45% from mid-range and 39.6% from the three-point line. We know he's been over over uh, 50% here lately, and he's shooting 58% effective field goal percentage and a 63.1 true shooting percentage, all around career highs for him in that area. The improvement of Zach Levine over the course of the season, as he's gotten more healthy, as he's gotten more comfortable, has been tangible. It's been visible, and, and the statistics are backing that up. The one thing now in this is that we need to see how Zach Levine is going to convert that to wins, right? Um, so, you know, Zach Levine right now is, is uh, 48.5% of three-point attempts per game since since December 1st. That is, He's averaging almost 50% of the Chicago Bulls' three-point attempts. Only five players have had more 30-point games then Zach Levine since February first that's Dame Lillard, De'Aaron Fox, Joel Embiid, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Jason Tatum. Since the start of January, since the calendar start flip, he's tied for ninth in the league in 30 point performance. And the Chicago Bulls are 10 and five when Zach Levine scores 30 points or more. Shout out to Terry Crews in the comments saying Zach Levine's 30 point games don't uh, r- uh, respond to wins. So. Zach Levine has been important for any level of success that the Chicago Bulls had. That's not to say it's all on him. That's not to still say that Zach Levine's basketball IQ has completely hurt the Chicago Bulls in many situations this year. But if you're looking at Zach Levine and one of the signs that for him is that we knew he came to the season, not quite healthy, not quite trusting that knee. Anybody who's watched Zach Levine since he's been a Chicago bull knows that the start of Zach Levine and uh, of this season and the ending of last season it was not the Zach Levine we had been accustomed to seeing in his five years in Chicago prior to that point. We now sit looking at Zach Levine as, you know, he yes, you've slowly started turning around the season. You're responding better. You're acting more like you when you are healthy. You're getting back to being that highly efficient offensive player that the Chicago Bulls gave that that deal to. And I think that that's important in, in going into this offseason is that you're going to get, for the first time in a while, a healthy Zach Levine, knock on wood, going into the offseason and what that could mean for how he starts off next season. I'd think, and I'm using this and how he's played since then, to say that Zach Levine is probably going to come out as long as he can stay healthy in the offseason and has the ability to just focus on his game. He's going to come out firing on all cylinders next season. You do need to have a high-level point guard next to him. You need to have that point guard that's able to run that offense. And with the modernizing of the Chicago Bulls' offensive system and roster, right, if they build a more... Roster that is indicative of how the modern NBA works and operates—that you can see a completely different Zach Levine, right? And that's not to say, again, because I know the keyboard warriors get to being like, "Hey, well, what is that? Was it Demar? Everything that you say positive about one player doesn't have to come at taking a shot at another player. We're just going over what happened, what has happened here, right? And so, as the Chicago Bulls look to change this roster, um, Zach Levine has shown at least he's getting back to that player. At least you know what you're, what you need to add to the roster. If Zach Levine is going to stay here and if he is going to maintain this level of play, it makes it easier and more fluid in how you can build your roster this off season. which brings us to our last topic for today is acne is AK and Ever, AK and Eversley prepared to make the hard decisions this offseason? What are the hard decisions? listen, we got Vooch, uh, uh unrestricted free agent. Javante Green's a, a a free agent, Kobe White, Iota Sumu, restricted free agency, re- restricted free agents. Andre Drummond could very well opt out as well this offseason. And then that leaves you to find not only a new backup, but also a new starting center if him and Vooch both do leave this offseason. And I get it a, And and then on top of that, what what who on this roster do you trade to then make make space for other players to come in both salary wise and roster spots wise. the bulls got some tough decisions to make and while i get it everyone's putting everything on billy donovan shout out to whitney mahorn or just saying like well who's going to want to resign here with how billy uses him and that is another valid thing is acme prepared to make the hard decisions there are some big men that the bulls could go after out there that potentially you could Yakapoto is a free agent this offseason if the bulls were to let nikola vucevic kobe white javante green all walk and delay the re-signing of Iota Sumu. if they even re-sign Io DeSumo. the Bulls could make a push for Jacopoto, a player that has shown that he is a, a advanced analytics darling. But not to necessarily zero in on targets here. That's what the offseason is for. There are tough decisions ahead of Acme, And one of the biggest concerns that A.K. and Eversley have shown in their tenure running the Chicago Bulls is the hesitation to move off or admit their mistakes by making a pivot and moving off certain players. This is the offseason in which they have to do that, right? You have to make a meaningful change to this roster. Is there a version of this roster that works with DeMar and Zach still both being here? Yeah, anything is possible. You have to make some wholesale changes in other areas of the team, but it is possible, right? But I don't know how likely it is. And that's what boils down to it. It's like, are you prepared to make the tough decisions? Some are calling to, to trade Zach. Some are calling to trade DeMar. Some are calling to let Vooch walk, and the people who say let Vooch walk for nothing. I just don't understand you people, but I love you nonetheless, Bulls Nation. Um, So it leaves a lot of questions that need to be answered, and AK and Eversley have to make the hard decisions when it comes to this roster. You have to. Are you going to go young? Or are you going to allow the players like Patrick Williams, Dalen Terry, Marco Simonovic, Iota Sumo, Kobe White, are you going to allow them chances to go in, be heavy parts of the rotation, make their mistakes, but develop? Are you going to try to rejigger this roster again with a mix of veteran and young talent? Hard decisions are ahead for Acme. Hard decisions are ahead for the Chicago Bulls in the offseason of what I expect to be an offseason of change. Acme and Eversley came in in the offseason before last, signed DeMar, signed Alex Caruso, signed Lonzo Ball. We're going to have to see another offseason with similar level moves to really reconstruct this roster if we want to have a more successful campaign in 2023-24 season. We'll remain to be seen. We'll cover it right here on Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you're following us at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod.gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailback episodes on the weekends, you can do so at 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, Go Bulls. Love you guys, man. See you if you can, y'all. Peace.
0: This has been a presentation of the Break Media. Media.